0: All right, in this episode, we're going to talk about the potential real estate market softening or shifting. I'm Darren.
1: I'm Catherine. Okay, Catherine. I've been
0: seeing some reports that the real estate market is softening. How about you?
1: I've been seeing them too.
0: So the thing is on the main article, I think that is creating that buzz is from the... Fed out of Dallas saying that they see a housing bubble. But when I read that article, I didn't see any data that they're actually pointing to. They're just saying because one of the terms that they use was exuberance.
1: Seems not scientific.
0: Yeah. The the real estate market is exuberant. So therefore, it's too exuberant. It has to shift.
1: Yeah. It has to change, right?
0: It has to change because it's too high. So another article, I want to go through some articles. And data, because my take always on data is that it will tell us what is going on, but it doesn't tell us why. And usually if you look at one data point, that doesn't tell you the whole story unless you look at another data point. I think data points have to be in relation to each other. Of what, So why is this happening? Does that, that make sense? That makes sense. Okay, here's another article that I found that I think gives a little bit more, at least from a data standpoint. So CNBC says pending home sales sink in February, setting a grim tone as housing market enters key spring season. So just a few things on the headline. Pending home sales, we'll talk about why that's not a good metric.
1: Mm -hmm. I know why.
0: Okay, tell us why.
1: Okay, because inventory is down. Yeah, there's less pentings because there's less listings.
0: Yeah, so we'll get into the inventory. I I put up the data on that. So that's exactly right. So hold that thought because we need to go deeper into that.
1: Maybe I jumped to the ground.
0: I don't like the term grim tone because, again, they're implying like, oh, this is a bad thing based upon that it because there's pending home sales are down. And then the spring season, I think, is a fair assessment of that's when people typically buy.
1: Sure, it is a key spring season. But, yeah, this headline is... Really trying to make something happen. Yeah. Really trying to make a bold statement.
0: The key points from the article, setting a soft home for the usual busy spring season, pinning home sales, measured by signed contracts on existing home sales, fell 4.1% in February compared with January. This is the fourth straight month of declines in pinning sales, which are an indicator of future closings. And the median monthly payment on a new mortgage is now taking up a much larger share of tick typical consumer's income, it jumped 8.3%. So just going back to fourth straight month of declining pending sales, we know that spring is the peak. So if November, December, January, it's dropping, that's just normal.
1: Yeah, nothing surprising there.
0: Okay, as you mentioned, the, the housing inventory. So I'm gonna look at nationwide and then we'll look at a couple of our local markets, okay?
1: Yeah, I think this article, whoever wrote it, read the book, How to Lie with Statistics.
0: How to Lie with Statistics. I've never read that one, but it sounds fun. Me. All right, so here's the problem, really, is in, we have an inventory problem. Yes, we do. Not a home sale problem. There is just not enough homes. And we could do another episode. We could do a full-day workshop on what actually has created the inventory problem. But here's this is from fred so this is the the financial economic research out of st louis taking a look at all the homes for sale the housing inventory and this is sourced from realtor.com so let's look at okay let's look at january 21 we had five hundred thousand seventy one homes for sale now if we go back to five years you'll see we usually sit at about 1.5 million homes for sale every month.
1: What year is that? That's 2018, 2019?
0: We, we go back to 2017. That's it's as far as they started tracking okay. the data. But through that, which we know was a pretty intense market even back then.
1: Yeah, that was competitive.
0: Still had 1.5 million homes for sale than average. Okay. Every single month. Then after the pandemic, it really starts to drop. So if we go to a year, I have to pull this out a little bit more. All right. So yeah, there we go. If we look at January of 2021, we have 571,000. If we look at January of 2022, we have 408,000. So we dropped 171,000 homes. And off the what we should normally have, 1.5 million, we've dropped over a million homes.
1: Jeez, that's a lot.
0: We have a million less homes for sale every month than what we typically have, even in an extreme seller's market.
1: That's a big deal.
0: <clears throat> and then going forward, February, it drops down to 376,000. And then we move up a little bit in March of this year to 381,000.
1: Makes some sense. A lot of people target March to list their house so it can be moved out by June, end of the school year.
0: But not nearly enough. So the, what we, no the real problem here is when you go, when you say pending home sales is down, so therefore the market is shifting, there's a housing bubble. No, pending home sales is down because there's no homes for sale.
1: Yeah, I have a hard time calling the market soft. I think it said that it's a soft tone because pending sales are down. I don't think it's soft when every single home sells immediately. Right. Nothing soft about it.
0: So that's where understanding why this is happening, not what is happening. I think we are, I think some of these people are generals sitting back at a very safe distance, making predictions about what's happening. And we're the boots on the ground going, no, here's actually what's happening. And they're making some bad calls because they don't understand. No, there's no inventory. We're going to get into exactly how crazy the market is, how many buyers there still are out there, but if we go local, so here's our local market in Snohomish County, if we go back to January of 2021, there was 990 new homes for sale on the market, January of 2022, 872. So it was a hundred home drop.
1: Yeah. About a hundred less 110, 120 less.
0: All right. And then February 21, it goes up to 1050. February, it goes up to 1177. So we're about balanced out, 100 homes up.
1: Okay. Got some back. Still
0: not enough. And then if we go to Kootenai County, we go 238 homes, new listings for sale in January. Okay. Of 21. 234, so four less. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: February's 352 of 21, February 22 is 287, and then March was 484 of 21, March 396.
1: Okay, so down a bit.
0: So keeping in mind that these are counties, like this is a smaller market, if you even shift out, 2050 homes think about how many less inventory that is if you take 50 homes off the table
1: probably feel that might be equivalent to a million less in the country
0: right this is what i think is super interesting too then is if we look at this article from nar february 2022 there is five offers this is nationwide five offers per every home sold which is actually Up, where did I find that data? On average, there are nearly five offers for every home sold or higher rate compared to prior month and one year ago. 3.9 in the prior month, 4.1 a year ago. If, I, I think that's just another thing saying the market isn't softening it. There's less inventory because the buyers have less homes to choose from. So there's more offers actually on every home coming out.
1: Yeah. So I'd be confused if I read those two articles back to back. One says the market is softening because pending home sales are down. And then this one says buyer competition intensifies. That's where maybe I'd have a light bulb moment and I'd go, oh, that's why. Because there's not enough homes.
0: So when you right, re- like... When you're writing offers or on our listings, what would you say is the number of offers that we're getting?
1: I would say more than five is average. Okay. Like six or seven, maybe average.
0: Yeah. And so I I don't really am doing this episode to say one article is wrong or this group is wrong about this. I'm just trying to give the other set of data points that they're not sharing and then letting our clients inform them so that they can make the best possible decision. Because if you're making a decision with only one set of data points with half of it, you're going to make the wrong decision every time.
1: Yeah. You need the full story.
0: So any last closing thoughts on everything I shared? Here.
1: yeah i'm glad that we're talking about this though because i think people right now it's a popular thing to want to predict what's happening and to inject your opinion into what's happening with the market and oh prices are up so they're they must be coming down and oh the market is softening but i i do think it's important to put it out there that i am seeing zero signs of that
0: yeah when <clears throat> with mortgage rates going up with inventory going down with pendings going down, the thing that I would go, okay, now the market is softening. I would start to get concerned as if it was like two offers per, per every home sold. But even then, maybe I've just been around too long. You don't need two offers to sell a home. You only need one buyer. You only need one. You only need one.
1: In fact, you can't sell your house to two buyers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So once it, once that gets to two to one, then we're a little bit more balanced. And then I, I'm i willing to be open about, oh, the prices are going to drop. I don't see how prices are going to drop when there's five buyers for every home sold.
1: Because even when there's two, it still feels like a fight sometimes. These buyers are still really competing, you know, even if it's just one-on-one. The price can get way over list price. Terms can get really strong. It's still a competitive situation.
0: Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Money and Marriage Podcast with Catherine and Darren. And when you're ready, here's four things that you can do right now. Number one, make sure you're subscribed to this show, whether you're watching or listening. If you're watching, you can also click the like button. Click the thumbs up button. Number two, if you're a first-time homebuyer, get a free guide: seven costly mistakes homebuyers make. Visit costlymistakeshomebuyersmake.com. Number three, if you're selling your home, get access to our Get Sell Ready guide and checklist. It'll show you how to get your home ready without spending a fortune or wasting your nights and weekends updating and remodeling your home. Visit getsellready.com. And number four, start a Smart Moves conversation with us. Get clarity about what to do next. Get your questions answered, your concerns taken care of, and an action plan customized to your timeline. You can schedule a call with us at smartmovescall.com or start a chat with us. Visit m.me slash Persinger Group.